Welcome to another edition of the Work Life Hub podcast. To find out more and to listen to other episodes, please go to www.worklifehub.eu. Welcome everyone. This is your host Agnes of the Work Life Hub podcast and here we are with another episode and I'm very very pleased and excited to be joined by Camilla Kring. Hi Camilla. Hi. We met Camilla uh, in 2014 May in New York at the Work uh, and Work and Family Researchers Network uh, conference and we had we clicked right away and we were very uh, much impressed with the work that Camilla has been doing. She's the founder of Super Navigators and Bee Society. And I'm very excited that Camilla joins us here to explain a little bit her concepts and also what we can do and how society can move on. So not only Camilla founded her company, but she's also the leader of a movement, right? Yes, a bee movement. <laughs> and you just, on this movement, basically you published recently your book, so are you a bee person? And I just would like to ask you to take us through what does it mean to be a bee person? There is a A person and B person. And if you are a B person, then you prefer to go to bed later and get up later. Uh, for example, you don't have so much energy in the morning. You get more energy after 10 a.m. and you peak in the afternoon and evening. So you prefer to go to bed after midnight. But often you are woken up by... An alarm clock every morning. 80% of the population, you know, are woken up by alarm clock. Um, so we don't get the opportunity to sleep in our own rhythm. If you are a person, you have a lot of energy early in the morning. A lot of A's get up at 6 a.m. in the morning and have immediately energy. They can go directly from bed to work. But after lunch is going down and they feel that they have top performed in the morning. A lot of A persons are going to bed around 10 o'clock in the evening mm -hmm. and then they sleep until 6 o'clock in the morning. And if you are A, you really hate Friday evening where you get your B people friends over for dinner because they never <laughs> go home. And if you go to, to bed at 2 a.m. in the night, you will always, you know, wake up early in the morning if you are A person. So the reason, if you want to see if you are A person and B person, if you wake up early every morning, also if you go to bed late, then you are A person. But if you are a B person, often you postpone a lot of sleep pressure um, during work days from Monday to Friday because you go to bed late and then you get up early because of the rhythms of the schools. And maybe you also have a workplace where you have to work in nine to five <laughs> and check in and check out and still the hours. Um, and, and so the B Society and the reason why I, I founded the B Society is that we need to create more flexible societies that support our differences in family forms, work forms and biological rhythm. The problem is our nine to five societies or eight to four societies only supports the people who work from eight to four or nine to five and also the A persons. But in our societies today, there are more B persons than A persons. So actually the majority of the population are B persons. So let's create a society that supports the majority of the population. I just had a thought, and I mean, I'm going to ask you uh, because you structure 
the work uh, around bee society in school, work and health. And I will uh, ask you a little bit to unpack yeah. this for me. But I just had a thought that, you know, something that we often discuss here on the Work Life Hub podcast about um, freelancers and startups and really uh, a growing movement of solopreneurs and also the co-working spaces, whether this is perhaps also um, a manifestation of parts of the population being fed up in being put in this box of the nine to five. Yes, I think it's it's this one size fits all mentality uh, where work life balance, you have this collective work design where I really believe that we need to create a more individual work life design because we are different. We have different family forms, work forms and biological rhythm. So we need this social acceptance mm. of differences and to escape this nine to five of the office. Because work is not a place, it's, it's an activity and it's always going on. Um, so we need to create a new mindset. Yeah, work is not a place, it's an activity. I, I really, really like that. So uh, can you go for us uh, more into detail in terms of the, because I know you um, also put a special emphasis on what it means for school and, and teenagers, yeah. what this means for work, yes. what this means for yes. health. Um, yeah, for example, let's start with your health because your biological rhythm is influencing your health, your life quality and your productivity mm -hmm. and also your learning. For example, in school, I have looked into schools and mapped all the biological rhythms among children, the five, six, seven years old children. Mm -hmm. And I found out that half of them were B and half of them were A's. And um, it's not all children, you know, waking up at 6.30 in the morning to go to school at eight o'clock. And it's a huge problem that we have to wake up our children. It should be that our children could sleep until they wake up. Research mm. in chronobiology shows that if we start school later, it will give our children more sleep and it will also give them higher grades, higher performance. So uh, the Bee Society is saying that we have to start uh, school for the young classes at nine o'clock in the morning and teenagers, all teenagers are B persons. Mm. Um, and then it makes sense to start the school at 10 o'clock so they can get their sleep also because they need more hours of sleep. And it's not that B persons are sleeping more than A persons in general. Your biological rhythm is independent of how many hours you need to sleep. Okay. Um, but let's say that you have uh, uh, five hours difference when you get up at work days. Let's say you get up at 6 a.m. when you have to go to work and then you sleep until 11 o'clock um, in the weekends where you have free. Then you have five hours of social jet lag. Yes. And, uh, and in that category, you find 60% smokers. There's a direct link between being out of sync with your own body rhythm, biological rhythm, and then, uh, um, you know, smoke, smokers. Um, and also, consume, uh, if you consume a lot of sugar, uh, coffee, um, there's also a high risk to develop a depression if you are a B person mm. uh, in this A society. So that's the health problem. And the school is really makes sense as I said before, that we start the school later because then the students are sleeping more and they get higher grades. Mm. And for workplaces, we have an infrastructure problem in our cities, four hours a day because we, we use the roads uh, at the same hours. It's really this working nine to five. Mm -hmm. And if we could give A persons A working hours and B persons B working hours, then it can actually be a solution to the infrastructure problem. Mm -hmm. Plus, 
And when people are working when they're peaking mentally, when they have most energy, they are also more productive. Mm. We're just recording this actually on the um, 12th of October 2015. And just on Saturday, it was the World Mental Health Day. Yeah. An awareness uh, raising day to, to raise awareness, to break the stigma around mental health issues and, and also to look at perhaps what are the risk factors in our society and at the workplace in our way the life is organized for mental health issues. And I think that when we met in New York and you you uh, gave us the, the presentation uh, we heard from you, you were talking also about the sarcastic comments of the boss. And I remember that so well, you know, that uh, how important it is that we talk openly about these issues and this is not something where you're lazy or unmotivated, right? You, you may, yeah, yeah. For, a, for an untrained, unskilled manager, if you're a, a B person, you might be giving off very wrong signals, which are not yes. even true. Yes, and research in this area actually shows that uh, B persons are being discriminated at the workplace. If you just show up early uh, at the workplace, you get higher performance rate than if you show up later and you stay there until later. Wow. Um, and it's because we have a lot of morning culture uh, still in our um, you know, society culture. Yeah. It's a part of the agriculture society that we have to get up and get something out of the day. Mm. Um, you have this song, Brother John, are you sleeping? Morning bells are ringing. Uh, so we have to get up and get something out of the day. And, um, and the thing with this guilt factor, if you have a lot of sarcastic comments at a workplace, well, are you joining us today if you show up at 10 past nine? Or if you leave the company at five uh, or just 3 p.m. and people say, well, do you have a good half day off? <laughs> then people feel that they have to explain themselves. Mm. And it, it creates a lot of guilt in people. And what I have seen uh, when I implement life navigation in different companies here in Europe is that uh, when you have guilt, uh, creating comments or sarcastic comments at workplaces is lowering the work-life balance satisfaction. So you have to remove those sarcastic comments. Um, otherwise, it will just uh, lower the life quality and the work-life balance satisfaction. And mm. people will show up early at the workplace and leave late. Yes. So your book is... A combat manifesto if you translate the subtitle yes. directly from Danish yes. it's a combat manifesto for a society that supports all rhythms and, and yeah. more flexible so walk us through a little bit that like what would you like to see as a change in, in the way society is organized I think the most important thing to change in society is um, when the school the school starting time mm -hmm. uh, because we are destroying human beings rhythm when we force them to get up against their own natural rhythm and then force them you know go to school get up get up get mm -hmm. up sometimes a lot of people can hear their mom you know still yelling at them yeah. for 10 years you have to get up we have to go to school it start at 8 uh, zero, 00 so you really have to be there um and when I meet people and do life navigation courses, a lot of people don't know what rhythm they have in their life. They don't know if they're A person or B person. Because it's so messed up already? Exactly, mm. exactly. It's messed up. Um, they're used to, uh, in school, you know, 80% of the population are woken up by alarm clock. Mm. Um, so you don't know what your rhythm is. 
you only live up in your head and then you feel that you have a body when you are on holiday and you get ill. Ah, so it's so uh, true. Yes. Yeah. You do and get ill on holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't live in your own rhythm. And I don't speak about big changes in your life. It's about sleep into your own, you know, in your own sleep window. Mm. And the sleep window means when is the best time for you to sleep? And it's not for all people between 10 o'clock in the evening and six o'clock in the morning. But we have designed our society, you know, model from this 888 model from 1919. Eight hours of work, eight hours of spare time and eight hours of sleeping. Yes. And it's very industrial. Mm. So and then people read articles about how can you become a successful morning person and learn to get up in the morning. And it's not about... Uh, how can you learn to be a bee person and go to bed later and get up later? Because <laughs> the society only supports the people who get up early. Mm. Uh, but for bee persons, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock, it's not that you can sleep. Some bee persons often can only sleep after midnight and then they don't get enough sleep because they have to get up and, uh, you know, with the cows. But yeah. we are not uh, an <laughs> agriculture society anymore. We actually, an organization's value is 80% of organization's value is immaterial. So even if I don't see you right now, I know that you're working if you have trust, trust in your organization. But a lot of companies still have this industrial work culture where I see you, therefore you're working. I don't see you, then you're not working. Yeah, presentism, yes. Exactly. I call it Olympics in pole sitting. That the more, <laughs> yeah, the more, the more you are sitting there in the workplace, you know, the longer working hours, then you think you are productive. Yes. But maybe you're just active. You're running around on a hamster wheel. Often I ask companies, do you have a hamster award where <laughs> it's, it's, you know, a big hamster being given to the, to the person who are really, really good at running around on a hamster wheel? <laughs> uh, But uh, but it's not very productive. Are you active or productive? It's also you have an industrial work culture. If um, if a lot of employees, for example, if you're working at home and you're sending this tsunami of CC emails, oh yes, CC me, I'm working. Yes. Um, and uh, and also people feel afraid, you know, if they have the smartphone uh, on them all the time and respond immediately also at the toilet because they're afraid that if they don't respond immediately when their colleagues are calling them, then they will come with sarcastic comments at the workplace. Well, I tried to call Pia and she's not responding. I think she has a day off. Or, yeah. You know, all those sarcastic comments um, because we're used to that work is uh, something where I see you, then you are working. Uh, so we still have this industrial uh, mindset and we really need to create a more flexible work culture that supports different family forms, work forms, and also A and B persons. I think that we, we discuss, uh, I mean, it's, this is all really fascinating stuff and I'm sure everybody can recognize. And I, I am myself asking myself, um, which one am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's true that when I used to, especially in school, I would always get ill the first week of the holiday. Yeah. Um, because probably that's when you can be just yourself and... And this pressure relieves, and and so it's it's very interesting. Um, and I also wonder, you know, um, even if now 
I guess most of the companies have the technology in place. They have mobile technology. They can, you know, you can consult your emails from everywhere. And yet it's still such a, a taboo to, to even start negotiating, having these really awkward conversations about, yes, well, you know, actually, I think I would be much pr more productive if I could come every day at 11, you know, and, yeah, and I yeah, just want exactly. to see that first line manager or CEO who is going to say, sure, sure, <laughs> whenever you wake up, you know, <laughs> it is, this, this even feels such a strange mm. discussion to envisage, yet it would be so important, right? Yeah, it's an extreme taboo, but what we also see is that we get more and more global organizations. And if you work between time zones, it makes sense to think about uh, A persons, for example, here from Europe, it makes sense to have A persons for Japan and China and B persons for US. Oh. Uh, so it could also be how we could link our work-life balance uh, with our chronobiology with our biological rhythm. And I think the problem is that the new ways of working are built upon the old ways instead of replacing them. Yes. Because when people have smartphones and laptops, they still go to the workplace between nine to five. Yeah. And, uh, and they have this, that the new ways of working are just built upon the old ways. So the problem is that people are working 24-7 and they feel that they're working all the time instead of taking some private time between 9 to 5. And that's really what I work uh, with is that we need to create a culture where social acceptance to take some time, some private time in yeah. this traditional working hours between 9 to 5. Otherwise you will not get a good work-life balance. No, and, and also because not only our time is structured nine to five, but all the service providers are also nine to five. And, and it was interesting to go to a conference of, of trade unions when they were discussing health and safety at work. They were saying that if you are, let's say, at risk of a workplace injury, let's say yeah. you start to have a bad back from working, so your workplace is damaging your health, yeah. If you would want to go to a chiropractor for preventive, you know, preventive uh, uh, treatment that would yeah. make your work better and actually you could save lots of money to the company because you wouldn't be out for ages. They would need to replace you or still your chiropractor is also during your working hours. Right. So, yeah. so you re even even just for very purely work related stuff, it would be important to have this this flexibility to be able to take time off during your working hours. And 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 I was just also wondering about one one thing that you said about global organizations and, you know, if, if they operate between time zones, do you think that somehow this could be taken into account for recruitment? Or this is something yes. that people could put forward when they're applying for a job, or, or bring, or you know, bring up in the in the in the recruitment conversation. I think we will see it in HR uh, strategy in the future uh -huh. that you will focus more on chronobiology, especially when eighty percent of a company's value is immaterial and it's the human beings creating the value. Then it's more important to focus at what time people are peaking mentally instead of focusing on are they at the office, you know, in between nine to five. It's more important to focus on energy and an outcome instead of pole sitting. Um, so I think that uh, that to look at uh, 
for example, a person that have a lot of energy early in the morning, then it's important also that they have some time without interruptions. Mm. Because a lot of people also tell me I cannot work at work because of interruptions. Oh, yes. So give the A person some time without any interruptions in the morning. And if you are a B person, it's better for you to solve the most important task in the afternoon or evening. I mean, the, the worst combination is probably one closed office with an A and a B person inside. So when the A person is already in the office and is just getting down to doing some quality intensive yeah. work and needs would need to concentrate his B his or her B colleague comes in and just you know having the first coffee and yeah. <laughs> getting into some social chatting to warm up yeah <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah yeah because then it's, it's just a lot of interruptions yeah and then you don't get any productivity at all um, it could also be something you could apply to your family, for example. How many rhythms do you have in your family? If you have a partner, uh, your partner, A person or B person. And also, when can you find some time where you can be together? Um, I've seen and that. awake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because when the A persons want to go to bed early in the evening, the B persons have a lot of energy. And when the A persons have a lot of energy in the morning, the B persons uh, prefer to sleep. So it's also to have respect of each other's rhythm and find out um, some times where you can have some time together. So if if now I'm not sure because I feel I'm so messed up, then what, what is the way for me to find out whether I'm A or B? The first step could be to, um, first I will say, if you wake up at a certain time every day, for example, mm -hmm. if you wake up at six o'clock and you don't need an alarm clock, then I will say that you are early riser or yeah. what we call an A person. Mm -hmm. um, and A and B is also important to, to, uh, to think about. A and B is just uh, poles, you know, in this research. A, a biological rhythm means when do you prefer to go to bed and when do you prefer to get up? Mm. And I will say, look at your holidays, five days into your holiday, where you, if you have had a lot of sleep pressure, but the fifth day in your holiday, just look at uh, what is your natural rhythm. When do you prefer to go to bed and when do you prefer to get up without any social obligation? Mm -hmm. And I can also recommend you to go into the web.org, uh, uh, the um, It's a, a website where you can calculate your chronotype if you're okay. a person or B person. And it's developed by Professor Till Rønneberg from, um, he's a professor in chronobiology. And he has measured more than 220,000 people's uh, biological rhythm. Wow. And then you, then you can get a report of your biological rhythm. Great. Um, but you can also make a sleep diary to see at what time do you go to bed and what time you get up. And then I can recommend a lot of the sleep trackers that are on the market. Ah, yes. I, yeah. The wearables. The wearables exactly. Right? Also, also where you can track yourself and you can track your sleep rhythm, you can track your rapid eye movement sleep, you can track your activity. Um, there are so many um, trackers or self-trackers uh, and I, I can really recommend you um, to buy one of those because it can give you an, an insight in the, how much you are sleeping and how well rested you are. I think this is great because I... You know, I wonder now, talking to you, it makes me also realize all sorts of perhaps um, symptoms or problems we may be experiencing and we would maybe even blame it on this or that. And, 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 and it could be really just the result that we're completely out of whack with our own rhythms. As yes, you say. 
Yes, and I think it's a society problem. Yeah. Uh, when I did my PhD in work-life balance, um, I finished in 2005. One of my main conclusions was that the reason why we have so much stress in our society is because of the society, not the individual. I would say, of course, the individual also has some responsibility. That's not what I'm saying. But the society, the problem is that our structures in childcare institutions, the schools and so on, only supports the people who work from eight to four and the eight persons. Mm. And that's a huge problem because we have different family forms and most of the populations are B persons and prefer to go to bed later and get up later. Yeah. But we are stuck in this eight to four society and we are forced into a rhythm that's not very good for our health and our learning and our productivity. Mm. So if we can create a more flexible society, that will be a solution. So before we go to our last question, um, would you just remind listeners where they can find you or contact you? Yes, um, you can go to supernavigators.com or thebeesociety.org and um, go into those websites and you will find uh, everything about Supernavigators and Bee Society. Great. So our last question that we always ask here at the Work Life Hub podcast is if, Camilla, you could give now an advice to a CEO to start on a change, um, perhaps related to what we were just speaking about, what would that advice be? The first advice, the first thing I really think that um, CEOs should look at is that a lot of uh, CEOs think their organization is so flexible. They have, you know, laptops and smartphones and so on. But the really big question is, does your employee use the flexibility? Do you have B persons who check in at 10 a.m. or at 11 a.m.? Or um, if people are not using the flexibility, then you don't have a flexible culture. Mm. And it's really about creating a flexible work culture that supports the differences in people's family form, their work forms, and their biological rhythm. That is key to make a flexible work culture that also attracts and retains the best talent. Yes who may be A or B. Yes, from A to B. And it's really about being yourself. Yes. It's be or not to be. It's about be alive, be productive, be your own rhythm, just be. Exactly. That's what we also say, you know, that we just need to bring our whole selves to work and, and not some exactly. kind of version of ourselves that our <laughs> boss wants. <laughs> exactly. And that's also the motivation factors. It's autonomy and also mastery and purpose, as Daniel Pink says. Mm -hmm. And uh, the three, I think, this autonomy, um, we can create much more autonomy also because we have technology. Yeah. So do you control technology or are you controlled by technology? Yes. But we have a huge space of navigation. And often we also trapped in our own mental prison. Yes. So are you ready to set yourself free? And are your company ready to make a framework of autonomy where you can support different family forms, work forms and biological rhythm? I'm ready, Camilla. That's super. <laughs> and, I hope many, and I hope many, many listeners are too. And I'm yeah, sure about so that. Yeah, I hope so too. That would be great. Okay, well, thank you so much. It was really great talking to you again and, yeah thank you too and uh, i wish you all the best with your book and your work thank you and you too honest <laughs>